Blog Talk Radio. Ed Eberly. 
I'd like to welcome everybody here in the United States as well as around the world. I have a message tonight. I believe it's going to bless and help every one of you listening here tonight. But before we get started, let's ask the Lord to bless this program tonight, all right? Heavenly Father, I just want to praise you and thank you and lift up the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for another night, another evening to preach the gospel, Father. I thank you for that wonderful privilege. Father, I would just ask you tonight that you would anoint my lips, speak the words that you would speak, not my words, but your words, Father. Prepare the hearts, open the hearts, Father. And, Lord, may your anointing go through these airlines tonight, these airways, Lord, to touch the hearts of people, to move on their lives, to bring the lost back to you, to be saved, get people saved, healed, delivered, set free from all all situations, all uh, things that have them in bondage, Father, all addictions, Father. And, Father, for healing for their bodies, their minds, healing for every area, Father. Lord, I just ask that your anointing would go forth, setting the people free tonight. And, Father, I thank you for this, Lord. And, Lord, by faith now, I just release that anointing to go over these airlines, these airways right now, to minister to these people tonight. And for all that's accomplished, we'll give you all the glory and give you all the praise. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. And they all said, Amen, amen, and amen. You know, the Bible says it's not by power or might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And we release the Holy Spirit by faith tonight in the name of Jesus that he would move in your life, whatever you have need of tonight, whatever you're you're seeking, whatever uh, you need to have an answer to, provisions, direction, whatever it might be, just believe the Lord is going to touch you tonight. He's going to touch you personally tonight. In Jesus' name. Okay, our, our uh, message tonight is called Patience, the Virtue that Overcomes, or you could say Patience, the Winning Virtue. Now, there's a scripture in Luke 21, 19. It says, In your patience possess ye your souls. So you see, in your patience possess ye your souls, telling me is very important. It's very important to walk in patience because our whole being depends on that because your souls, your very being, he's saying, depends upon that. In your patience, possess ye your souls. You get a hold of your souls. You have control of your souls. You you uh, really possess your soul through your patience because without it, you don't possess your souls, do you? We don't possess them. But with patience, it says, in your patience, with patience, it says, then you do possess your souls. But without patience, you don't possess your soul. Now, what is patience, really? Uh, and what are these words, virtue and, and patience and things like that? What's the meaning of these? Okay, in Galatians 5.22, uh, it tells us, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. Long-suffering is patience. That's one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Now, and knowing it's the fruit of the Holy Spirit, it means you and I don't have it in ourselves to the ability to do that, to have patience. I don't have the ability to have patience as I should. I can have some patience, but not the patience that the Bible's speaking of. So, therefore, being a fruit of the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit enables me to have the patience that he wants me to have. So I'm depending on the Lord to help me to have the patience that I should have, you see. I need him to help me in that area. And that's something we must recognize by all the fruit of the Holy Spirit. We don't have it in ourselves to walk in these things, but fruit of the Spirit. That means the Holy Spirit. So therefore, through the Holy Spirit, I can have patience. I can have goodness and, and peace and joy and long suffering, you see, like it said, like that verse I just read in Galatians 5:22. But it's through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit enables you. It says in, in Romans 10:13, through the Spirit we mortify the deeds of the flesh. The flesh doesn't have any of these things, but through the Holy Spirit we deaden or, or, or reckon the flesh dead and walk in the things that God's Word says. You see, we're enabled. He's our enabler to do this, to accomplish this. You see. Okay, patience or forbearing is a state of endurance during difficult circumstances, which can mean persevering in the face of delay or provocation without acting on negative annoyance, anger, 
or exhibiting forbearance when under strain, especially when faced with longer-term difficulties. When you're under great pressures, uh, patience enables you not to give in to those things and become uh, angry, become uh, bitter, uh, become uh, difficult, you know, in difficult circumstances to uh, not exhibit uh, these fruits, you see. So for us to be able to maintain that patience, it's through the Holy Spirit during these difficult times, and we certainly need it, don't we? We all, once in a while, or at times, especially in, in the day that we live, we come to a place in our a place that we must maintain patience, you see. We're challenged almost every day in these areas that we need to be able to walk in this patience, or otherwise it will overcome us and we'll have the wrong attitudes and be doing and saying things that we shouldn't say and do, and we just won't have any peace or be at peace with anything, but we need this patience, you see. Now, patience is a spiritual force. It's not just a have patience type thing. It's a spiritual force, a force of the Holy Ghost, just like faith is a spiritual force. And really, to bring it into alignment, uh, faith and patience are twins, because to have faith, you need patience to go along with it, because not everything happens instantaneously. But patience is maintaining your faith and standing strong by your words, actions, and your thoughts and deeds and reactions until the manifestation of your prayer or what you're standing on comes to pass. That's really what it is. So you see, you need that spiritual force to operate in you. And here's here's what the, why it's so important, because if we don't have that, then we can't maintain ourselves, and we're gonna everything that we go for is going to be stolen by the devil, because the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said in John 10 that he came to uh, give us life and give it more abundantly. But he steals by robbing things from us, causing us to give up on them. In other words, we exercise faith, and we don't stand really long enough, and we start being negative and saying the wrong thing and giving up. And he done stole that promise from us, didn't he? It can be healing for our bodies. It can be some other area. But yet he takes it because if you give it up or throw in the towel, that's it, you see. And we throw in the towel by our words. We throw in the towel by our actions and uh, things like this, you see. So that's how he steals from us. If he can torment us and make us think that, hey, you're you're believing God in vain. This isn't going to work for you. It's not going to happen. You might as well forget it. You might as well give up. And then we're under all this pressure, and we say, oh, my, everything isn't going right, and it seems like it's getting worse instead of better, and what am I going to do? And there's when you need patience, to stand exactly in faith like you when you applied your faith. When you believe God, you expect it, and you believe you received, like Mark 11:24. you stood in patience. And then when you stood in patience, then you're going to stand until it comes to pass, you see. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about, maintaining till the promise is manifested into your life. Now, virtue, what does the word virtue mean? In the sense of power, miraculous energy or influence, dunamis, inherent power, residing in the nature of a thing, contracts exousia, contrast exousia, power arising from an external opportunity or liberty of action. It's a power. It's a virtue. It's, it's a great thing that we possess. If we, we desire to possess this, it's something we possess, a virtue. One of our qualities is a great quality that enables us to do what we need to do. And one of them is uh, patience, you see. It's a virtue. It's a part of it. It's an empowerment. It's a dynamite-type situation. It enables us to be overcomers, you see. So that's a virtue. We need the virtues of the fruit of the Holy Spirit uh, in every area right there, the nine fruits of the Spirit, we need to have virtue, uh, the virtue of, of uh, like I read there, love, joy, peace, goodness. We need these virtues because these are manifestations of power of the Holy Spirit in our lives that we are demonstrating, not just talking about it or agreeing with it or being able to quote it, but actually walking in it. Because in these fruits of the Spirit, when we, you and I walk these fruits of the Spirit out by the help of the Holy Spirit, we are demonstrating the character of Jesus Christ. So they're seeing Jesus in us. They are seeing Jesus in us through the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's exhibited through the power of the Holy Spirit, giving us the ability to do it. Because that's Jesus' character. The gifts of the Holy Spirit uh, exhibited in and through our lives are Jesus' ability. Everything that Jesus did on earth was his, was his character, who he was, 
and then through the gifts of the Spirit, which is his power, from raising the dead to speaking of future events that would happen, uh, to knowing uh, the word of noise and people like a woman at the well, he knew how many times she was married. All these things, you see, were through the gifts of the Spirit. That's why Jesus said in John fourteen twelve, things I do, so shall you do even greater things. So patience is the really the vessel that takes us to the prize, you see. Once we've applied faith, and we're going to learn a little bit further along some things, what it says about patience also that it brings us into even a, a clearer understanding. Okay, acting in patience. An act on our part making a quality decision to stand fast in patience after we release our faith until we receive the manifestation of our petition. That's exactly what it is. It's acting until we receive our manifestation of what we're believing God for, you see. Now, when do we need patience? When do we need patience? <laughs> In today's world, a lot of times people say, when do we don't need patience, right? But here's here's a few of the times we need it. Re- when we're receiving the promises of God, yes, unless they manifest immediately as a miracle or something like that, uh, we need to have patience till they come to pass. That's why Mark 11:24 is in the Bible. The things that you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. In other words, you shall have them if you believe you receive. In other words, I receive it now, I got it, I believe it now, even though it's not manifest. But I'm speaking the things that aren't as though they were. The Bible says in Romans 4:17 that God spoke the things that aren't as though they were, and you and I are to do the very same thing. The way God operates is the way you and I are to operate. We speak the things that aren't according to his word that they will become, you see. We're speaking his word, and he makes, them, makes it happen. He makes it become, you see. That's why we need to speak the word, because we can't make it become. But without speaking of things that aren't in his word, in other words, they're in his word, but they aren't in our life, we speak of things in his word that you and I aren't walking in, and we declare them. And as we believe it and declare and receive it by faith, it will become a reality to us, and we will be walking in it, say. All right? So when receiving the promises of God, the promises of God is the time that we need patience. Another time is enduring hardships, financial hardships, physical hardships, times that uh, you are challenged and it seems like it's just getting worse and worse and I can't make, pay my bills, I have sickness in my body, I have this problem in my family, I have that challenge coming against me. When you're in hard times and you take the scripture and you're standing on that promise again uh, for God to take care of that situation, that's another time especially when you're challenged in difficult times, especially in the hours and days that we're living now with finances and things like that and people's lives, physical things. But even though it's there, you're challenged with that. Patience, believing God's word, will bring it to pass. Because, you know, man speaks facts. We'll use like a medical thing right now. Facts is a person can... uh, be sick and be diagnosed with something like diabetes, cancer, or anything. They can be diagnosed, and that's a fact. It was actually proven in, in the realm of what their examination, their test day. But the truth is, by Jesus' stripes, you and I were healed 2,000 years ago. So truth always overcomes facts, because truth is God, facts is man. God is greater than man, you see. He supersedes everything. His word supersedes everything, you see. The facts of man, what man sees, what man feels, what man thinks, everything is abolished when God steps into the picture. So his word, whenever you see something negative like sickness, disease, and things like that, it's a fact that God is greater than that, and it shouldn't be in you and I. God's will be done on this earth as it is in heaven, Jesus prayed, didn't he? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He wants his His will to be done in Ed Everly's life, my life, on earth as it would be in heaven. Now, is there sickness in heaven? Is there poverty in heaven? Is there fear in heaven? None of that's there, is it? So, therefore, I'm to live down here healthy, wise, every need met, and blessed financially, and walking and living in the peace of joy, Joy the Lord in my heart, I'm to live that here just like he wants me to have it in heaven, which I will have it there. But he said, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's no problem with heaven. There's no challenge in heaven because it's all there. But on earth is where we're challenged to walk in these things, and that's why we need faith and patience standing on the word 
so it actually becomes a reality in our lives. Okay, the next thing is achieving our God, our God-given plan for our life. God has a plan for our life, and uh, He directs us, and we walk it out step by step, day by day. We can become impatient for that. We want it to happen. Hey, I'm ready for this, or I want to be doing this. I want to be doing that. Well, we have to be patient and let go and let God and live it day by day by day because every day is a step towards achieving the goal of where he wants us to be that we can do what he's called us to do. We have some learning to do. We have some growing to do. We have some understanding to do. We have some other areas maybe that, that, that he needs to show to us, you see. In other words, we're in the oven being baked, being prepared for things. Now, as we're in that oven being baked, we can't jump out ahead of time because it, it, it won't work. It's like a woman bakes a cake or something in the oven. If it's not in there long enough, it's no good to product, is it? whether it's a cake or meat or whatever. It's just not right. So we're not right either until we come out of the oven fully baked by God, and he knows when to let us out. There's things that, that I'm doing now 25 years ago that I thought I could do and I would do, and I have news for you. If I had been left go then, I, I would have destroyed me because I, I couldn't have dealt with it. I couldn't have dealt with it. In other words, I had to be built up strong enough and know enough and mature enough to deal with what comes at you when you walk in the power of God and live in the power of God. Because who much is given, much is required. So if God gives you much uh, and you're doing damage to the devil's works, uh, the devil attacks you, and you have to know how to roll with the punches and deal with areas like that. And you have authority over the devil. You have authority, but you have to use that authority, you see. You have to use the authority over your own mind, your own self, things that come to your mind that are negative. You have to deal in areas, folks, and that's what we're talking about, that's patience also. Dealing with people that we encounter in a daily in daily life. Now, that is really true. That doesn't need much explanation. You need patience with drivers, how they root and how they drive and how they honk their horns at you sometimes or tailgate you or shake their fists at you, get mad at you, or just impatient or you name it. Or people in general a lot of times in today's world, road rage and things, what people do in this world today. It, uh, all it is really is the devil's playing with their mind, getting them all mad, and they get out there and, and do some crazy things, hurting people and things like that, and then they wind up in jail. And that, that's, a, that's a bad situation. But a lot of this is just the devil dealing with their mind, speaking to them, and them listening to the devil and letting him just run them into an early grave or into jail. So uh, this is a time you have to have patience. And whatever your challenge was in life, physical, financial, mental, uh, family, whatever it is, take the word of God, use your faith, receive it by faith, and apply patience and stand until it happens in your life, becomes a real reality or manifest, okay? That's what it's all about. Okay, what does lack of patience produce? What does lack of patience produce? Well, Satan steals our blessings or promises from us. Uh, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And if we don't use patience waiting on something, something our mouth will get us in trouble. We can be negative. We can, uh, uh, our words can be held against us. The fact that Scripture even speaks of our, our words being held stout against us. They were against us. We talked ourselves out of it. We spoke the negative things, so we lost the blessing. Or we can uh, we can say the wrong thing. Uh, and, of course, when we do that, then we're walking away from the blessing. We're, it's being stolen from us. And as you stop to think, and I, I, I myself the same thing, how many times in the past have I believed God for something and I didn't see it manifest because I allowed the devil to steer me away from it, get me angry or think it's useless, it's hopeless, it's not going to work, I'm not going to get it, and then I walked away and I lost that blessing. He's stolen from all of us, folks. But the thing about it is we cannot leave him do that anymore. So we have to use the force of patience because in your patience, possess you your soul. So in other words, you need patience to possess what God has for you. Without patience, you can't possess it because the devil will steal from you every time. Okay? The next thing it, it, it produces, you make the wrong decisions and move that can affect many. And we, we have an incident there that it's went on for over 3,500 years. Remember Sarah and uh, Hagar, Sarah's handmaiden, 
Well, uh, she was in a hurry for uh, to have a son, and of course she couldn't have the son. And God said that they were going to have a son. He was going to be the ruler of many nations. He's going to be father of many nations. And anyhow, they didn't have any children. She was barren, ninety years old. Abraham was about a hundred. And anyhow, that promise was there. But uh, Sarah tried to hurry up the process of uh, having this son. So she had uh, Abraham go into Hagar, her handmaiden, to produce a son, that that would happen, you see. So what happened was that was out of the will of God. And when this happened, uh, uh, Ishmael was born. And, of course, that's where a problem began. Because then later... uh, Sarah had Isaac. Now, there was two sons there. And there's a problem from the, the beginning right there because, first of all, uh, Ishmael was not the son of promise, but it was Isaac. But now, what God did and what God said about that, he gave a blessing to Ishmael. Okay? He gave a blessing to Ishmael. But he gave the blessing, rather the main blessing, to Isaac. So uh, to bring it in today's language, what they call the Palestinian it was Ishmael. In other words, that side, okay? Israel is Isaac. Now, they've been fighting how long? Ever since that time, they were at war with one another because there was resentment there, you see. He was the firstborn, Ishmael, but yet Isaac was the one that got the blessing. He was the one that God intended. But because Sarah hurried it up and said, hey, we have to have this son, and rushed God and tried to do it her way, the problem came up, you see. Now, if she would have waited on God, they would have had Isaac, there would have been no problems with her. But she didn't do that. So our impatience can cause a problem big time, because uh, even in our lives, too, it's not like we're going back to the time of Abraham. That is a super world problem. But we can cause it in our own family by doing things with many people involved, friends involved, or, or many people, no matter who they are. Because we don't make uh, mistakes and do things wrong unto or just unto ourselves. Other people are hurt and involved in our wrongdoings. You know, uh, as a matriarch and a patriarch, I'm a patriarch, my wife's a matriarch in a family of children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. How we live our lives actually dictates to a degree what these kids are inheriting. In other words, if I'm a bad man, they're going to inherit negative characteristics. You've heard of fellows that have a grandfather would be an alcoholic, father of an alcoholic or a white beater down the line, right? Well, that can be a curse. A curse can come upon your family because of the wrong things you're doing, you see, whether you're a man or a woman. Now, blessings come upon your family, if you're a godly man serving God. Example, David. How many times have you read in the scripture where it spoke like of Solomon and other uh, family on the lineage line of David, how they were blessed because God would say, because your father, David, you will have this, you will have that, because he was a patriarch, you see. So we need to be a patriarch, a man, a God, or a woman of God, that our family has good heritage, you see, not that they, they have to have curses broken off of them because there's many people who are under curses. Alcoholism, the family were alcoholics, uh, wife beaters, uh, run around all the time, uh, you know, with, with other men, other women type situation. This thing actually takes a hold in a negative way, in a negative or in a positive way, you see. So that's why we don't live our lives on ourselves. We're living on to our family and to everybody because we can be a negative example of people we see. We might cause somebody to go to hell. If somebody sees me do something I shouldn't do, they could turn against the things of God and wind up going to hell, and their blood would be on my hands. So we have to be so careful of things, because our actions and our deeds can really mess things up. But We don't realize that, folks. We have to look at that closer, because none of us realize that. I know when I'm speaking this myself right now, how much I have to keep my eyes open to things that I'm not doing something that's going to offend somebody or cause them to turn away from Christ, to say. So we have to live our lives the way God expects us to live our lives with his help to be a good influence, not a negative influence. Okay? The next thing, lack of patience produces no peace, always nervous and restless. 
you'll be anxious, nervous, restless because uh, you're wanting something to happen. You can't wait for it. It's got to happen. Oh, it's got to happen. I can't wait. Oh, it's got to happen. And you become a nervous wreck, literally. But if you are patient saying God's word says it, Lord, I trust you. I speak it. I declare it. I got it because your word says it. It's coming my way. I thank you. I've got it. I've got it. And when you accept that because God said it, that should be enough right there. God said it. If you have a heart that is right when you ask God for something, a heart that has no unforgiveness, but your heart is right before God, if you apply faith and receive it by faith, it has to happen if you maintain your walk in patience. It has to, or otherwise the scripture would be a lie. And we know better than that. God cannot lie, you see. The promises of God are yes and amen, which means yes and so be it. So you can take it to the bank. If the word of God says that I got it, that's it. There's no what I feel, what I think, what's going on. But your word says it, God. Your word says it, Father. And that's, that's the way we have to look at life. We have to base it upon the scripture, not upon our circumstances, situation, what people say, think, or what man says or thinks. We need to learn to base it on the word of God and grow in that. Okay, the next thing, lack of patience produces a poor testimonial of the Lord. People see us. How many people do you think we could win to Christ if we're showing no patience and acting like they do in situations? They'll say, well, these people talk about a mighty Jesus and everything, but, hey, I'm just as strong as they are. What do I gain by coming to the Lord? I don't see anything in them, nothing special about them. They they do just like I do. And you see what kind of a testimony is that. That's obvious, isn't it? They have to see something beyond human humanness in us, and that's Jesus Christ and the Word of God, because they will see supernatural and great things beyond human beings if we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us and with, with uh, the Word of God through the fruit of the Spirit, with patience and the gifts of the Spirit, because we're taking on the character of Jesus Christ, you see. But we must do it that way. We are supernatural beings, folks. If you are trying to live your life, if you're working to live your life in your own human ability, you're wrong to begin with, you see. It isn't human. The Bible says we're seated in heavenly places. God doesn't speak with your flesh or deal with your flesh. He deals with your spirit man, your spirit man, okay, the real you, the part that you can't see. You can look in the mirror and you see you, right? But that isn't actually you. The real you is inside. Your body is what you're seeing. The real you is your spirit inside. Your soul is your mind, your choice, your intellect, uh, the part that you make decisions to do or not to do, you see, your mind. That's the so three parts that we are. Our intellect, our mind, the part that we make decisions with, our body, which is obvious, you know what that is, or our spirit man, which is the one that fellowships with God and hears from God. Okay? And those three need to be in, in, uh, in uh, order together. In other words, when the spirit of God tells me something, my spirit man is who he speaks to, I must accept it in my mind. I must have the same thing in my mind and obey that. Then I must carry it out in my flesh. If the Spirit of God is telling me one thing and I have it in my spirit, and then my mind says something else and I give in to my mind, then my flesh wants to do something else, I'm not, I'm not at one with myself. Isn't it true that God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit are in unity? Whatever the Father says, Jesus said. He doesn't say anything of himself. He says only what the Father told him to say. Now, the Holy Spirit only says what Jesus told him to say, you see. So, you see, it all comes down from the Father, but the one says nothing of himself, but he says of the other one. And that's the way we need to be. What our spirit man is, my mind must be. What my mind must be, I must walk it out in my body. All right. It, another thing lack of uh, patience produces it's robbed you of ever being successful to your fullest potential. That's right. You can't reach your fullest potential because it'll be stolen from you. You'll give up too quick. You you won't wait for it. You, you'll say, Lord, it must happen right away. It's not happening fast enough. Or I think it's to go this way. And you'll blow it, literally. That's what it'll be. You'll blow it. You'll mess it up because of not waiting on it. And that's how we get ourselves in trouble, by acting on things uh, outside of what God is directing us do, not waiting for him to direct us, but, but using our minds and intellect saying, well, I think it should be done. It'll work better this way. 
The Bible says in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 that God's ways and thoughts aren't ours, but they're above ours, right? Now, if his ways and thoughts are above ours, how in the world am I going to have the answer what to do to achieve what God has led me to do when it's not even in me to even know it unless God shows it to me? So if I go off my own, my own intellect, it has to be a mistake because my mind and thoughts are not his. They're above mine, you see. Unless I'm getting it from him, it's wrong 100% of the time. I don't think I have to say much more about that. In other words, wait on the, the Lord. Uh, acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your path, Proverbs 3, 6. Trust in the Lord and lead not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your pathway. That's uh, Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Okay, maintaining patience. Okay, and we're, we're going to get along with this here now. Maintaining patience. Uh Remember and think back in times past of God's faithfulness to you. Think of all the testimonials that you have, how God stepped up to the plate for you. He showed up and he showed out in your life that you needed him. He saved your life. He provided for you. He directed you. He gave you favor, whatever it might be. Just think of all the good things that God has done for you. That's one way of maintaining patience with things because God has never left you down. Just think how God has been faithful to you. Put yourself in remembrance of these good things. It's a good thing to do to help think of the past good things that he's done in and through your life and for your life. All right? <clears throat> now, there's some scripture I'm going to read here. First John 5, 14 and 15 to maintain patience. Okay? It says in 14 and 15 of First John, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, Whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. This is one of the two of the best scriptures. I can't see anything can be any clearer that I know of than these two scriptures. Now, watch what I'm going to say to you this. And this is the confidence we have in the Lord, okay, in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Now, what's his will? His word's his will, right? So if I ask anything according to his word that he said I can ask for, he hears me. He has good hearing, right? He doesn't wear a hearing aid. God has very good hearing, right? So he hears what I ask him if it's Bible, right? Now let's go down to that 15th verse. And if we know that he hears us, hey, I know he heard me because I asked according to his word. Whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions we desired of him. How much more simple can it be? If I know he heard me, I know I have what I asked for. So why am I impatient about it? Because it didn't happen right away because circumstances seem to be going. When I think it should be going south, it's going north. Or when I think it's be going this way, it's going that way. Or I don't feel it, I don't see it, or what people are saying to me, or the lying words that the devil puts in your mind saying, ha, ha, you're not going to get it. It's not going to happen to you. That's why the Bible says in Second Corinthians 10, 5, we're to cast down all imaginations and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bring into captivity every thought. Anything that's not of God, you cast it down in the name of Jesus. You don't think on it. Because if you do, you're giving the devil target there to just to feed you with more and more of it. And before you know it, you'll be chewing your fingernails and not able to sleep at night. Because you're thinking on this, the negative thing, and it grows. It grows it's like a cancer. It grows to destroy you, you see. So you have to cast this thing down. Remember when the devil tempted uh, Jesus? Uh, remember when he was uh, in the uh, mountain there, the three temptations? How did Jesus reply? He didn't talk to him. He says, it is written. He quoted the word. In other words, what the devil was saying did not match up with the word. So he quoted the word, and that was it. You use a word against the devil. You don't use reasoning with him. You don't reason or talk to the devil. What's the word of God say about what, what's being said to you? You're sick. You're not going to make it. You're a failure. No, I'm more than a conqueror through Christ. I can do all things through Christ, but Jesus stripes I'm well. That's how you would reply to those three things I just said there. The word of God against what comes to your mind negatively. Okay? All right, so when you're believing for something, that's what you're, that's what you're applying right there. It's that simple. Now, Hebrews 10, 35, 36, cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense and reward. That simply means cast not away what you're believing God for 
uh, it says, Kept not away your confidence in that. In other words, don't give up your confidence in, hey, God's answering my prayer. I have this. I am healed. I have whatever it is. I have it. That's my confidence because I ask according to the word. He said, don't cast it away, which has great promise of reward, for you have need of what? Patience. That after you have done the will of God, you've asked and believed God for it, right? You've received it by faith. You might receive the promise. So you have done, it says you need patience after you have done this, you see. You have need of patience that you will receive the reality of the promise. But you need patience to receive it, you see. If you don't have patience, you won't receive it. You have to stand in patience until then. And I'm going to quote something when we get down just a little bit further. Uh, it's going to really sew the whole thing up. Okay, Second uh, Timothy one twelve. Now here's what what Paul said right there. For the through the Holy Spirit, not Paul, but through the Holy Spirit, saying through him. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I believe, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. In other words, I know what I believe from God. I've stood in his promises. I know what he told me, and I stand firm on this thing. It's happening, and I will not be moved no matter what I feel, see, or whatever happens, because his word is true, and it's going to happen the way he said it's going to happen. I'm believing him, and I will not be moved. I'm fully persuaded. And that's the way you have to be. That's the way I have to be, to walk this walk for Jesus pleasing to him that's how we please him okay that's how that's a winning virtue that's the winning virtue the overcoming virtue the virtue it puts us over the winning line as the winner you see that's what it takes you see nothing short of that nothing else can do it you have to be that way to achieve that okay now uh we see patience we've seen patience in job's life how job was patient and he, it was brought back to him double everything, right? We see in Joseph's life how he started out in a pit, and he wound up to be second man in power in Egypt, right under the Pharaoh, right? Abraham, how he basically, he was pay, uh, patient. He became the father of many nations, father of our faith, really. So there you go, patience. But there was patience there. Uh, he wasn't moved by this thing. He really wasn't moved. He had that situation with Sarah. But uh, he was not moved about this thing. He was patient. He trusted, believed his God. Now, results from patience. Results from patience. Your patience. Let's see what the Word says about patience. James 1, 4, and this is one of the main ones right here. Let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and tower and wanting nothing. So, in other words, let patience have her perfect work in your life. Walk in patience, and you will have everything, and you'll lack nothing. You'll have it all. There's nothing that you will lack. There's nothing that you can't get if you exercise the force of patience is saying. Let patience have her perfect work in you when you're believing for something. And when you do that with everything you're believing for, you will receive it. There won't be anything that you won't receive. You'll, you won't be overcome by anything. You will lack nothing if you have patience. That's, that's a pretty strong verse, isn't it? James 1, 4, that's telling me that, hey, if I have patience after I apply my faith and I stand, I'm going to have it no matter what it is, and I can have all things if I dare to, to walk tall, stand tall and dare to believe God and stand in his word and not be moved what I see, feel, touch, circumstances, or people, you see. I must have that attitude in my life, you see. That must be, that's an attitude. That's, that's what you go by. That's a mindset a mindset, an attitude, whatever you want to say about God, period, you see. God, period, what his word says about God. You have to have that mindset about God and all things. That his word is the final, the final say. There's no other thing, no matter what happens, no matter what anybody says or what I think or what happens, his word is true. Let all men be liars, the Bible says, and the word of God be true, right? God cannot lie. We have to accept him as the final authority. He's our, he's our uh, compass. He, that's why this world is so messed up. They have no compass to go by. They, they are like uh, the Israelites were, remember? Every, they go by what's good in their eyes. In other words, they judge 
what is good by what they see, what they call good. In other words, they're their own moral compass, and that doesn't work out because we we have a compass, a moral compass and a compass, and that's the Word of God. We follow that Word, and it's going to take us to heaven. We're going to go to heaven, but we're going to live an abundant, joyful, victorious, overcoming, fruitful life on this earth, you see. It's more than just getting saved and going to heaven. It's how we live here, the influence we have, winning souls for Christ, being used of God, being a great influence, putting some positive things into this, this negative, dark world, you see. It's how we live our lives here. That's why it's so important that we take a hold of these things and we go forth, that we can come out uh, doing great things and we can make a difference in this world. Because I'll tell you, if there's anything is needed, is a lot of Christian people to make a difference in this world right now. And I want to do my part to make a difference in this world. And I'm sure you will say the same thing if you really care. We want to destroy the works of the devil as much as we can like Jesus did. Matter of fact, that's our job right now. We're to take up where Jesus left off. And we can't do that unless we walk in this patience, you see, and believe in God and trust in him and waiting on him and letting him direct our lives, believe in his word, patient with it, not being overzealous, but but uh, being wise and allowing him to direct our steps. Uh, that's what it takes, because when he, you're directed by God, you have peace in your heart. When you have peace in your heart from God, you can stand to the cows come home, no matter what, because you know it's going to happen for you. You know that God is pleased with you. There's nothing he wants you to do except to stand and keep on keeping on what you're doing. And that's what I have in my spirit right now to tell you what's going on with me. I have in my spirit, I'm doing the right thing, and I've had some prophetic words this past uh, two weeks, some phenomenal past words that have just really rocked me and my wife in a big time. I mean, it's powerful, and it's things that were confirmed to us that we know of. But I know that I am doing right. I know I'm moving right. I'm doing the right thing. And I just have to continue doing what I'm doing until. I know that, you see, so I'm not moved by anything. I'm not moved by anything. I just got to keep on keeping on. And a lot of times that's all it takes. But the devil tries to get you to a place where I think I need to go here. I think I need to do that. If you're not directed and God isn't doing it, you just keep on keeping on until God directs you. Because, by the way, God has the ability to tell you these things. You don't have to depend on somebody to tell you things. God can speak to you like he can speak to me or anybody else. So God will show you what to do, and he'll direct you, you'll know. But make sure you know and you're a knower before you make any kind of move. Reason being is when things get tough when you make a move, instead of uh, saying, well, Lord, you directed me here, and I need you to help me in this situation. You, you wanted me here, and I came here in obedience to you. You won't say that to God if you don't know you were the beater. You'll say, God, did I make a wrong move? Did I make a mistake? Maybe I'm the quit. Maybe I'm the go. I must have messed up. I messed up, so I shouldn't have did it. That's why I'm having these, these situations, these problems come my way. Hey, I don't want to be in that situation because that's why a lot of times you've seen people that start things and a month later they stop them or too much, you see. Off and on, off and on, you see. And that comes from people not being led of the Spirit but led what they want to do and it doesn't work out and when it gets a little hot, they jump out, you see. They get away from it. So you must know from God to maintain, to stick with it because that. That's a poor testimony. If you start something and then you don't ever finish and you keep jumping from here to there, that that doesn't impress people very much. That brings a low testimony. And that's another thing before people. Okay, another verse, our final verse for the night right now. First uh, Corinthians 9.25, okay? All right, and that goes something like this, and this is, this is also linked with this, with patience. And everyone that strives for the mastery is temperate, that means have self-control in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, an incorruptible crown. Okay, also uh, temperance is a fruit of the Spirit also. So that's another fruit of the Spirit, temperance or self-control, just like patience is, all right? Now, if we're striving for the mastery, I'm striving for the mastery, want to be uh, right on, I want to be the best I can be. Right? I want to be the best I can be, all right? That's what the mastery is, all right? If I'm going to be the best that I can possibly be, then it says I must have self-control in all things. You see that? Every man that's striving for the master to be the best he can be, 
has is tempered at all things. He has self-control over himself, right? Now, you have to have self-control over yourself to have patience, don't you? In other words, your flesh is saying, do this, do this, blah, 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 blah. Oh, do this, do that. You, gotta, you can't wait. You've got to go on. You've got to do this. You have to say, shut up, flesh. You're going to obey God. You're going to listen to what he tells you to do. You're not going to be nervous. You're not going to be contentious. You're going to stand until you're directed by Father God. You're going to do what you're supposed to do, and you're going to do it now, and you're going to stay that way. You can't say yes to your flesh and then wind up with patience, you see, because self-control is the one that says, hey, I'm going to have patience, or hey, I'm not going to be patient. I'm going to do it my way, you see. So you see, it begins with self-control, self-control. And then with self-control, then I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. I have control over myself, not myself over me. My spirit man has control over my flesh, not my flesh over my spirit man, because the two are in a fight. Now, which one is winning that fight? Is your spirit man winning, or is the spirit willing and the flesh is weak? And that's true. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. But there again, through the spirit, we mortify the deeds of the flesh, Romans 8, 13. So we need to be at the place that we recognize these things. And we find sometimes that we're being overcome with some things that seems like, hey, man, I don't seem to be strong. It seems like I'm getting beat up. I'm doing the wrong thing. It seems like I'm just not there. Why, that's when we go to God and say, Lord, I need help in this particular area of my life. This is an area that's hurting me. Forgive me and bless me and help me in this area. I'm falling short because, see, I'm judging myself. I'm looking at myself. I had to do this recently. We do. Sometimes I see an area, hey, I'm getting weak in this area, Lord. I need some help. And when you judge yourself like Paul said, I judge myself daily, then I don't become a castaway. I must judge myself. I must look at Ed. Am I right or am I getting a little weak in an area here, you see? I have to look over these things because it's very easy to get out of whack. I don't care how strong or how spiritual you are. There isn't a man that ever lived other than the Lord himself that didn't get out of whack. That goes for Paul. That goes for any one of them. They all had their shortcomings. God doesn't just put good things in there about these great men of old. He put the weak things and the bad things. But you see, when I see these weak things in my life, I'm saying, Lord, I need some help here. But if I don't own up to it and if I just keep on going on and just, hey, I'm just going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm not going to bother dealing with what's going to happen to me, you see. In other words, I'm just going to get worse, but I must deal with the things because the Bible says in in, uh, James 4.17 that him that knows to do good and doesn't do it, to him it's sin. So I must keep a check on it. I must keep my eyes on him and make sure that he's doing the right thing if it's not Ask God forgiveness and ask for help that I can walk and have peace in my heart about something, that my heart's not uh, uneasy about something. In other words, my heart doesn't condemn me. The Bible says I have confidence in the Lord. But if my heart condemns me because I'm doing something wrong, I can't exercise faith. I can't have peace. I can't even sleep at night because there's something wrong between God and me, you see. So that's why you need to keep the, the lines open there. Don't leave anything come between you and the Lord. And that's what we're talking about in these areas now. So control over yourself and with patience, which is the subject. So we, we've learned a few things about patience tonight. And I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray a prayer right now for God to help you and me and every one of us, you see, because we all need his help. There isn't anybody that would be listening to this now or ever lived in this earth, ever. I don't care who they were with a message that I just brought up. Every one of them needed to hear it. Every person needs to hear it other than the Lord himself, because that's for all of us, because we all are living in a fleshly body. We all fall short, and we're always continually pressing towards the mark. Like Paul said, I'm forgetting the things that are behind, but pressing towards the mark of the high calling of Christ Jesus, Philippians 3, 13 and 14. So we're pressing towards that mark, so we all need this, okay? Now I'm going to pray for God to strengthen you right now and to enable you to go forth the way you're supposed to go, and to let go and let God, okay? Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for this message. Lord, this message is for me as well as it is for any listener or anybody, Father. And I recognize the men of old in the Scripture spoke of these things themselves, Father. I recognize that we all need that. 
And, Father, I'm lifting up every person that's listening to this message right now. And, Father, I'm asking you to strengthen them and cause them to recognize and see the areas that they need help in. And then to be able to look at Romans 8.13 and says, through the Spirit, it helps them mortify the deeds of the flesh. The flesh that wants to do what it shouldn't do, the Spirit will take over and enable you to conquer that thing by the power of God. Not in your ability, but in God's ability. So, Lord, let your ability manifest it to these people. Right now, they're in need of deliverance, of healing from drugs, alcohol, pornography, any addictions that they have, anything in their life that's not right now, every anything that's not right in their life right now, Father, I pray for you to strengthen them. Oh, let your anointing come over them right now, giving them revelation and understanding and knowing your power setting them free. It's by your spirit, Father, they're set free. Not for, the only thing that they can do is give their will to you. Give their will to you is what it's all about. And then when their will is given to you, then you can do this. But you cannot take their will. That's one thing that you purposely made, that you have no control over their will. They must give you their will. But when they give their will to you, then you give them everything that you've got. And I pray right now that every listener will just give their will to you and all that they do from this time forth. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, the strength, I just feel a great strength here, a great strength. And the will of God, the will of God be done in your life. Let go and let God and let him show you his thing. It's not by power, might, or anything you can do, but by his power that all things are accomplished. Jesus said, without me, you can do not a thing. You can do nothing. So recognize you are completely dependent on God. You are helpless in yourself. But you are helpful to yourself and to everybody in him. You can do all things to him. You can do nothing outside of him. You are nothing out of him. But in him, you are something special, a mighty warrior for Jesus. See that because that's what he wants to make out of you, a mighty warrior. See, He knows you're nothing in yourself. He says, hey, I can get in that man. I can get in that woman. They obey me, give their lives to me. I will work greatly through them, you see. And that's what he wants to do for you right now. So, Father, I just thank you now that you're moving on these hearts of these people. And, Lord, I just give you all the glory and the praise right now in Jesus' name. Folks, I feel really a special anointing. I feel really special about what we're talking about here tonight. There's just a, a, a wonderful spirit on here about this. And uh, I want you just to let go and let God and watch what he will do for you. And I'm asking you for testimonials, too, uh, on here, what you're listening to. If you're on the uh, the uh, computer, if you're on the site here, or reaching out Radio International or whatever, uh, put it on there or notify them, or I have email. I'll give you my email right now in closing uh, to send it to me because you must testify. You need to testify what God is doing and what he's done tonight in, in this program, what, whatever happened. I need to hear that because the Bible says in Psalms 105, the first verse, make known his deeds to the people. Make known. In other words, people need to hear your testimony. It encourages me because I I like to know what's going on and see what God is doing because I I don't come on this program just to speak or to talk or quote scripture. I come on here to see lives change. That's what it's about. Signs follow the believers. These signs shall follow them that believe. And I'm seeing signs following the ministry that I have. Signs do follow. People are saved, healed, delivered, set free, and, and these things. And I need to hear from you about that because these testimonies, I will say them over there. I won't mention your name if you don't want me to. Of course not. But I'll mention what, what God did because somebody could be facing the same thing you faced and you were set free from it. And they'll say, hey, if so-and-so was set free, then he could set me free too. So your testimony is greater than a sermon. Because we all are human beings who face many of the same things. It's a different thing, but sometimes the same thing. Your testimony might be exactly something that somebody else is facing. So my email is extended, E-X-T-E-N-D-E-D, in small casing, extended hands, H-A-N-D-S, of 
Jesus at yahoo.com. That's all small cases. Extended hands of Jesus at yahoo.com. And just tell me your testimony. But I need to hear from you, and I know the other people on this network would like to hear, too, of what's going on, because these testimonies mean a lot to us, so much to us. It not only encourages us and gives us hope ourselves, but also it enables us to be able to share them on the air, not naming names. Like I say, I wouldn't mention a name unless I had permission. I'd never do it. I would just say a man or a woman wrote in and told me or whatever, but be able to testify these things. So I encourage your testimonies, okay? Well, listen, I love you all, and I will see you. Well, I won't see you on this, so I'll hear it. You'll hear me <laughs> in two weeks. I'm on the second Tuesday uh, of uh, every month and the last Tuesday, second last Tuesday every month. So two weeks from the night will be my next program, okay? So you all have a blessed uh, week here now. And remember, just let go and let God and watch what he will do for you. I love you all. Good night, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.